Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, hi, everyone. My good brain. Uh, this is a special little holiday advice episode. And just so you know, when you get in there, um, the first half hour is just Jarrett's advice. And I do kind of an extended section about like, because I know money can be tough for the holidays for people. It has been for me a lot in the past. And uh, so I do a little thing about gifts, uh, like creative gifts ideas also that goes a little bit long. Um, but if you want to skip uh, that section, um, we kick into user submitted advice for holidays around uh, 30 minutes. And and there you go. Theme song. Happy holidays. Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hi, everyone. Hello. Well, this is going to be a very special little brain breather of my good bad brain because it's the holidays, baby. And the holidays, oh, they're only good. Of course, they're only cheery and good and happy and they don't make anything hard for any. everyone has a great time in the holidays. There's nothing challenging about them to your mental uh, health or uh, otherwise. So that's it. That's all this is about. Happy holidays. Bye. Uh, no. Well, of course, uh, the holidays can be real fucked up for a lot of people mental health wise. So um, I thought I would uh, do a little bit of a crowdsourcey thing and check in with y'all on Instagram. I put a thing and asked people to share their holiday uh, mental health practices and advice. That's stuff that works for them. Because holidays can be really crazy. And I, I put together a list of uh, things I, I thought I'd lead with my sort of things that also from reading online, things like, you know, mental health, wellness tips and things from the holidays, um, kind of compiling their things and, and what I experienced. And, um, you know, I'll, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead with my thoughts about my advice, about things to do on the holidays that can be very activating uh, and difficult mentally, mental health wise. And then I'm going to just go through basically and read to you things that people submitted um, just so you can kind of see that there's a lot of us that don't have the easiest time when it comes to the, uh, the holiday season. And, um, you know, hopefully give some practical tips. Maybe even now, maybe you're listening to this while you take a break from the whole fucking family thing and go for a walk or whatever it is that helps you, um, well, feel better. You know, do what you need to do. Okay. 
So here's my things, okay? I just, five little things. Uh, some of them are mental health stuff, and then and then one of them is just a money a money thing. My my silly personal things, advice about that. But uh, one, I would just say, understand the holidays are very triggering, and I think that's because the holidays just intensify everything that is normally going on. You know, the things that we have in our normal everyday life that we struggle with. Suddenly, the holidays are just very heightened. So. For instance, if you have some kind of sense of loss or loneliness, maybe a loved one um, has passed away uh, or has otherwise unavailable to be with the family, or you just don't really feel like you have anybody to be with, you're alone at a time when everyone makes you feel like a normal, good person would uh, not be alone. Um, that uh, just, I think, like knowing that that makes sense. Uh, that everything becomes more acute at this time of year. If you have money problems that weigh on you and make things difficult, now you're expected to spend a lot of money. If you have a difficult family dynamic, now you're demanded and expected to spend all this time with people that you normally wouldn't and get along and be all loving and happy and warm and easy and perfect, you know? I also think the holidays, you know, they always come at a time. They mark our passage of time, but they also sort of signify the closings and beginnings of chapters of life. It's sort of just how we seem to structure and think about uh, how things go for us, like how our life goes, how we track the time passage and how well we're doing or poorly or whatever. And so uh, it can feel just very difficult to also to be reflecting on like where you're at and maybe you're not where you want to be and you wish things were better and it can bring up all those feelings of like negativity. So I think just knowing that you're not crazy, that like this is genuinely a harder time of year, not to mention for the winter holidays, you know, all that seasonal affective disorder stuff that you're not getting as much vitamin D, you're not getting as much sunlight, that, um, you know, that whole thing, it's dark and it's cold and it's cozy and, you you know, that can be very higgy or whatever that, you know, Norwegian, whatever word about cozy and warm and cute, uh, but can also be like sort of bleak and heavy and isolating and cave, you know, in your cave kind of you start turning into like a bear hibernating for winter and it can be tough. So I think just going in armed with the fact that you know that this is not it's not ridiculous that you feel so weird or it's harder. OK, just to to do that. And so then once we understand that, OK, so this does make sense. What are some things to do? Um, my biggest one is just uh, the broad way I would describe it is I suggest creating space for yourself. And that means um, literal boundary making, of course, um, especially at a time when people like family. I mean, I have I'm terrible about it when I'm around my family. We tend to like revert to how we all were when we were in when we were kids, when we were all growing up. And so I think the um, respect for healthy boundaries, there's kind of an expectation in a lot of families that you shouldn't have any boundaries uh, that can be difficult in and of itself. So just feeling like being solid. I'll give you permission right here as this stranger through the Internet, through this podcast to tell you that you are allowed to be fine with what's good for you and say no to things. That also means, um, you know, come, sometimes literal make space for yourself, like go for a walk, go to the park, go to the gym, go just for a drive, um, whatever you need to do. Go see a movie by yourself. I do that sometimes. Anything that just allows you to have some physical space from everybody. Um, also, then obviously mental space. And that'll kind of get into the next one. So I'll wait for it to, to get into that one. But um, definitely that. I also think that ties in with the budget stuff that like 
Create a budget for yourself of what you are allowed to spend for the holidays based on what you can do. I have fucked this one up in the past. I have just like, because I love giving gifts. I love being participatory. And I kind of check a box in my head that says like, oh, well, if I'm spending it on other people, that's fine. That's good. That's not, that's, that can't be bad. And then been very, very broke and very hurting and very like fucking freaked out and worried. But because I spent like thousands of dollars giving presents to everybody because I could when I really couldn't. I just had the money and I was like, I'm going to spend on all of it because I love the idea of it. But um, having a budget for yourself, what you're allowed to spend, and that may be nothing. That may be like you can't spend money this year. That doesn't mean you can't do something thoughtful. That'll, I'll get into that in my last bit of advice. But um, just be firm and comfortable with your boundaries with yourself and other people. Um, I also think in this space for yourself thing, creating space for yourself, um, two, two things that I think are really common at the holidays and I have found really overwhelming or difficult to deal with in the past are, are uh, one, you feel pressured to break your healthy habits and you may, you know, because your family's doing it or because you're so, it's the holidays and you're supposed to indulge and whatever. And I don't think there's anything wrong with indulgence at all, but I think if you've spent the year, um, crafting, uh, boundaries for yourself that you know make you feel good in terms of like what you eat, how you exercise, when you do work during the day, if you meditate, um, whatever that is, if you limit your drinking. It's really easy at the holidays to be pressured by family because a lot of times too in our family, especially generations before us when mental health wasn't as important, they it won't occur to them and they don't even realize how much they're acting out codependent shit and they're doing like crab in a bucket shit to you. We're like, that's that's my big thing. Don't fucking allow people to crab in a bucket you. Crab in a bucket is the thing where there's this thing, there's this thing apparently, I don't know if it's real, but it's this idea that like if two crabs are stuck in a bucket together, like they've been captured or whatever if one crab starts to climb out of the bucket and like take care of itself and get free the other crab will drag it back down and be like don't leave me (laughs) um which is a great 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 analogy for understanding codependency in general but um don't uh feel pressured to like crab in a bucket if you have family members who eat things that don't make them feel good in the long run or whatever, but they do it because they don't know how to deal with their emotions in other ways or whatever. And you're like, you know, I'm really making some better habits for myself. Yeah, I have a cookie, but I don't feel like not, you know, uh, no, thank you saying no. I know that's a, such a common one. People are like, what do you mean? No, what do you mean? No, what do you mean? No, you're not gonna eat this. Why? What are you trying to be healthy? What are you on a diet? What do you, what? We just have a drink. Just have a drink with us. Come on, bro. What's up? You know, like, fuck that. Um, I don't know that that's just one. You just got to be comfortable with it. And like, divert to something else if they're going to make it weird and if they're going to make it weird it's because they have like an axe to grind and some emotional stuff that really haven't worked out and ooh, maybe just leave the room if that's happening because some people the holidays they're just determined to do it there's something in them it's been bubbling over they need to have a conflict they just need to do it and so some people are like that and they're gonna be looking for that and just do your best to, to choose not to it always takes two to tango you know what i mean even crab in a bucket stuff like in real life, the metaphor of it, it takes a two to tango and you can opt out. All right. So remember that. And along those last lines about making space for yourself, a very uh, my last little specific thing that I have encountered that's been tough for me in the past. A lot of us uh, who have moved away from wherever we're from, we go home for the holidays and there's this sudden like 
pressure to see everybody, all your old friends. You're like texting everyone. You're scheduling everything. You're trying to figure out, oh, I'll take the train to go to the north side to go see them. And then this and da, da, da. And it becomes very stressful. You're trying to figure out like, who am I supposed to see? Who didn't I see? Who didn't I get in touch with? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, you're in your life where you are now. Okay. And I, I remember the first time that I went home for the holidays and I was like, ugh. I'm not doing my thing. I don't need to see the people that I haven't talked to all year otherwise who I knew in high school. I don't need to reconnect. I don't, I mean, and it's not because it's bad or what I don't care or what. It's just like, I don't, I only have so much space and I do want to spend some time with my family and I need the time for me and fuck it, you know? Like, just don't feel like you have to uh, fucking do that. You know, the scheduling, you're allowed. Just be for be there for you. Anyway, so that's that. That's create space for yourself is the big, broad idea. And every time you feel like it's becoming overwhelming, take a big, deep breath. I mean, I literally will picture like uh, mental castles sort of or walls. Like, like I have a, like a peaceful space that you kind of cultivate for yourself inside yourself where you can sort of remove. You almost become a third person looking at your life as like a survival mechanism, but it's fine. You're video gaming yourself. Like if things become too overwhelming inside of what's happening and you need to like distance from the personal feelings of like someone trying to manipulate you or you're feeling a lot of pressure from the family, or you're feeling like you're slipping back into your like teenage self or whatever. I like literally would like sort of picture myself from the third person like I'm playing a video game of me. And I don't know. This might be bad. This might be like dissociating. I don't know. I think as long as you know what's going on, it doesn't seem that unhealthy to kind of like laugh at the situation and be like, oh, okay, wow. They're really trying to put their stuff on me right now. And I don't need to receive the stuff that other people are trying to put on me. And when I think about like, wow, they're really pushing my buttons. I can remember that, oh, those are my buttons. And I'm the one who decides if someone has access or not to the button that's like, you know, underneath a little lock and key inside my chest that when I blame other people for pushing my buttons, really, I'm like being like, here's my button. Don't fucking push it. Don't fucking push it. Don't fucking push it. But, you know, you're just presenting it to them. So that's the thing, you know, let yourself let yourself be all right. Create the space for yourself that you need. All right. Um, uh, on that same thing, I would say create space for those around you. Okay. So you've created the space for yourself and this is kind of, there's some crossover Venn diagram stuff that's going to happen here. Like one thing of creating space for those around you is, is like inherent in creating space for yourself is like in the self care that you do for creating safe space for yourself. You also should allow yourself to best prepare yourself for what other people are going to be. You know, you're smart. You've experienced this a lot of times. Even if you don't intellectually know what other people are going to do that triggers you, I bet if you sit and reflect, you can bring it up from your subconscious and be like, what do they do? What do they do that stresses me out? What's the thing that I'm going to feel at the holidays that stresses me out? You kind of simulate it for yourself and you prepare yourself for it. And then uh, basically allow yourself to like, you know, know that people around you are who they are and that they are not more than that this individual that is the sum of their own experiences, your crazy family members or whatever who are trying to put shit on you. They are not the universe punishing you for anything. They are not some genetic curse that you are doomed to be attached to or turn into. They are not some accurate reflection of who you are and the feelings they give you about yourself don't usually have anything to do with reality. 
with with the things people say about us, I like to think of the like Bruce Lee, uh, the rule that he has for fighting for Jeet Kundo, which is, uh, you know, keep what works and release what does not. So if somebody says nice things about you or makes you feel good, oh, let that in. Sure. Thank you. That's good. Oh, wonderful. And if they say shitty things, don't. <laughs> I know that's way easier said than done, but it's a nice practice to maintain. Keep what works. Let go of what does not. When people want to give you things or when you have thoughts about yourself, always have that little thing that goes, does this serve me? Does this serve me? And if it doesn't, well, understand that about it. Understand that it actively does not serve you. And maybe you don't have to, um, you know, validate it too much. Um, uh, along those same lines, I think you uh, should just understand that people who are, are who they are and you're not going to change them during the holidays. This intense little window that you're spending time together. This is just a time to have a parlay. Okay. You can be gentle with yourself and you can set yourself up to be your strongest in their presence. Okay. Like this is Sun Tzu shit. This is like the, um, the idea that like, for me is like, if I know who people are going to be. I mean, Sun Tzu said, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you, you'll, you, you will know the outcome of every a thousand battles or something like that. That like, as long as you know yourself and know who other people are and are realistic about it, then you can know exactly how this exchange is going to go and you can prepare yourself and make changes around that, you know? So for me, I think that might be like just a matter of like, make sure that you've done the things that make you feel your best. If that's like looking good and grooming yourself and like getting a massage or like working out or whatever it is that like lets you settle your mind to be like, ah, I'm feeling my best self forward. I feel I'm in my armor. I feel like strong and like solid and, you know, in that peaceful inner Zen space of the samurai inside me then you're going to be able to face whatever happens better. So just set yourself up for success. And like part of that is that's part of creating space for yourself. But that creating space of yourself allows you to then create space for these other people and like let them be them. So, you know, I, I also think this, I don't know if this is healthy or not. I'm not a fucking professional, but I think it's funny and in sort of that way of that semi-dissociative third-person video game way um, to, like, gamify people's shittiness in a silly way. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, if you know you have family members who are going to, like, say or do shitty things, like, they say racist shit or they criticize you all the times about stuff or, like, find or, like, want to pressure you into self-destructive behaviors or whatever it is, crabbing a bucket you, you know? Um, making like a little tally of that in your phone every time they say a passive aggressive thing, every time they say something like shitty, every time they like give you a backhanded compliment, every time they like try to emotionally pressure you into doing something you don't want to do, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, just go, oh, there they are. Oh, there they are. Oh, there they are. And you can make these little marks. Maybe you don't let them know that that's happening because, you know, that you don't need to blow things up and make it worse. But just for yourself, it's a way to just see that people are not necessarily malicious. They're just what their programming tells them to be, you know? And sometimes those little things, I don't even think they're aware of it. And if you can kind of, for me, like gamifying it in that way can be a funny way to just be like, oh, oh, that's, I see. This isn't even like personal necessarily. It's just like, that's how they're programmed. That's just what they do and they can't control it. And just like having that understanding about them, creating that space for them, I think is like really helpful. You know, they're just doing them. It doesn't have to be that heavy. You can let heavy things be light and that's it. You know what I mean? All right. 
Four, uh, I think you should ally yourself and ask for help. And I know this is so fucking obvious. I know this is what everybody says. This is my last one, though. Is um, And it goes hand in hand, I guess, with like a kind of there's like an addendum to it. But that like asking for help really fucking works. You have people in your life, I'm sure, who will listen, who will understand, who will be a lifeline, who will just text you, check in with you. You can text them, be like, hey, I'm fucking feeling this family shit right now or whatever it is. The holidays are really hard for me right now. I feel really alone right now. Um, I, I don't mean this to be like, you know, crazy sounding, but just uh, if you're there, it'd be nice to just like touch base and, you know, whatever. If you have a dumb meme that you could send me or something, <laughs> you know, like a good like dog video. Hey, I'm I'm in the I'm in the business for that right now. And uh, that'd be dope. You know, I think um, just asking for help and then the same, you know, token being an ally to other people, showing up for other people, checking in with other people. Um, I've just found pretty universally when I need people to show up for me, it, it doesn't really work just like waiting for that. Um, it does work sometimes to ask for help, but um, more, more effective almost always I think is going out of your way to show up for someone else. Check in with someone, see how they're doing, you know, just tell them that you're thinking about them and that like holidays are tough and, uh, you know, that you love them and, um, you know, see how they're doing, ask questions. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, that's like my Jared's basic stuff. Oh, and then my final one, the money thing, cause money, I think can be very difficult the holidays. Um, especially if you have a really extended network of friends and family and people that you feel responsible to get gifts for, to let them know you love them. Uh, let me tell you this right now. Uh, the, the gift or whatever you give them that has not, they, you know, I know some people's love languages as gifts, but they're going to know even if you don't get anything and you don't do anybody any favors by hurting yourself. That's actually a piece of advice I'm going to, I'm going to go through later. Someone's had a really great phrase, which is, um, it doesn't help, uh, it doesn't help people to attempt to, to warm them by setting yourself on fire, you know? So don't do anything destructive, uh, for yourself. And that includes spending money that you don't have. Um, but, it's nice to get things for people and do things for people the holidays. And pretty universally, I think when you do personal things, um, like crafty things, they really, uh, they make great gifts. People love them. So I'm going to tell you a few things that I have done in the past um, that don't really cost too much money or cost straight up no money, um, but make really nice gifts for people. Um here we go. I've done poems for people in the past. I just like wrote individualized poems um, for loved ones. And I think I put them in frames and stuff like that, but you don't even need to do that. Anything that's just sort of like imbued and nice and you go out of your way and go, I've created this for you. And this is, this is for you. This is something I think. Um, I did action figures for people. This one obviously is spending a little bit more money, but I thought it'd be funny. I, I made action figures for everyone. Um, I would go buy other action figures that kind of looked like them a little or reminded me of them. And then I would like put, um, you know, little like uh, different clothes on them or, or something that seemed to like match them more. I'd make them, make the little clothes out of like fabric or whatever. And I'm not very, I'm honestly not a very like, I, I would be on like one of those nailed it shows where like it probably didn't look good, but then I would write a little like blurb about like and tag it on them and then put it in like a shoe box with um, some tissue paper or something like that. And you can get as fancy as you want. People, Some people are really good at this stuff and they'll mold little things and make, you know, make really amazing custom action figures but I think that's a cute little 
thing, little figurines for people is is of them, and uh, you know, with a little note about cool features that they have that are like neat features of who they are as people. Um, also, P.S. These are all pretty good last minute things, which I'm also notoriously bad at doing like last minute gifts. But anyway, um, portraits I've done for people. I painted little portraits. I went to a craft store, and I am not a painter. I cannot. I am no good at painting for real. Um, which I thought would make it even funnier. And I got little canvases and I got a bunch of, I think I used acrylic paints, not oil paints uh, because acrylics are cheaper. And I painted paintings for people and uh, I painted them for all the people in my family. And I still really think they were very fucking funny. And um, there's some, my brother still has them. They're downstairs, I think in his apartment now. Uh, and I, they're my favorite ones are like my, my littlest brother, <laughs> had when he was in high school or junior high or something gotten like a typical like junior high like um sort of fight with uh our parents and said something like i don't all i need is a hundred dollars a week and i'd be fine and um that became very funny to us this like hundred dollars a week idea that like he would be fine if all he had was a hundred dollars a week and he didn't need anyone in his family and um so i painted a portrait of him uh in a tuxedo with like a flava flav like viking hat and a big um clock like bling on his chest and uh, i think he had a glass of champagne and it just said a hundred dollars a week on it um i and the, well i don't know so stuff like that they just made me laugh and people seem to dig them in the family um i think my sister had like some weird story about at the time because she was like pretty new to new york that she had got like punched in the face or something and it was all it all worked out fine so it could be funny but like i painted one of her that she was like all in i painted it all in like blues and purples so it looked like neon but kind of sad and weird and there was like a fist coming in from out of the frame and like the face that was supposed to be her face that didn't look anything like her but kind of had a haircut like her and i wrote like so i heart new york on it i heart ny so i don't know you you could be funny you know all right we're all going through these uh, uh shirts on the same token i like to make shirts for people um and i like to do them with fabric markers you just get some blank shirts hanes t-shirts or whatever or like anything like that sweatshirts i like to do sweatshirts are like super cozy and then you get these fabric markers and you just draw on them phrases or draw pictures if you're good at that if you're not good at drawing or don't feel confident in that you can always just um at those craft stores like joann's or michael's or whatever you can get yourself little um like uh what do you call it um print on uh, or no iron on iron on like letters and stuff and those work great or puff paint dude just make some like silly shirts from the past uh tie-dye shirts even that's just cute it's cute to like hand make things for people um uh one year i made just these we had this thing in our family that we were all dragons that our family was like we're the we're the drag we're all dragons in this clan so uh just as a family thing i made little i got I went again to like Michael's uh, craft store, I think like that. And I got some little bits of leather and twine and uh, keychains. And I found these little dragon figurines, like made like toy ones. And I made like like leashes for the dragons and made these like dragon keychains. I thought that was cute. Uh, I mean, I for years I made fruitcakes for people, which sounds funny on the surface. But um, I really think this is like a beautiful thing is like fruitcakes used to be. Um, I found this out in a Martha Stewart cookbook that I loved, the Christmas Martha Stewart cookbook when I was a kid. But like fruitcakes used to be considered this like really precious gift at the holidays. You use like exotic spices like which are just pumpkin pie spices now and you used like nuts and dried fruits from like the summer seasons that were first being stored and rich and then you'd like pour like brandy or cognac over them and and you know that keep is like a preservative but it's also like this fancy ingredient. And there's these like beautiful little delicious 
things you can make them like weeks ahead of time like they're almost they're better that way and then you wrap them in cheesecloth i would get those little tiny those tin foil um like loaf pans like mini loaf pans and then and then when you're done cooking them you pop them out and you wrap them in cheesecloth and then you just drizzle a little bit of um a nice brandy or cognac over them every day a few like drops like less than a shot and you would do this thing where it kind of preserves them and you you know you can google recipes online but then it's kind of a sweet and that's a nice gift too for like just friends and things too you have christmas parties to go to here i made you a fruitcake here i made you a fruitcake and it's really good with like coffee or like you know, just as a little, it makes these like little dense, beautiful treats and use good ingredients. Don't use like the gross, like a uh, neon, uh, maraschino cherry kind of things. But, um, yeah, that makes a really nice little, those fruitcakes that can get a little pricey too. If you're buying nice ingredients and you're making a ton of them, but it doesn't have to, not as expensive as like getting a thing for everyone. It's, it's a, still a nice handcrafted thing. You just add a little note, you know, wrap it up in something cute, like some brown paper or wax paper, something like that, like sandwich uh, bag, but folded nice with a little ribbon on it. And it's like a lovely Christmas treat. And it feels very like, you know, in like little women when like they get really excited because it's Christmas and they have oranges or something like that. They have, they have oranges and it's just like cute. I don't know. It feels like, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like really cute and like an old world, you know, Dickensian Christmas way to give people fruitcakes. And then my last one that anybody can do and I think is like consistently a really nice, cute, holiday thing is coupons those like homemade coupons where you're like this is good for one massage or this is this is good for one um coffee hang or i i don't know maybe that's a silly one but you know nice things that you can do for people this is this is one clean your uh apartment or something like that do your laundry um like just stuff like that like cute little fun things that could be like a write you a poem one little poem I'll write for you or if you're good at working out or something like that and you've done that a lot you can be like this is good for one training session um yoga whatever you know stuff like that that you know how to do that you're good at that you can share with people that you love um you know and then you can make jokes about them too like if they're if your loved one this is like good for one kiss or like uh two hugs or something like that or, or this is good for 30 seconds of uninterrupted eye contact is a nice one um just anything like that um yeah i think those those are my go-to those are some things that are all things i've done in the past that don't really cost you much or anything at all and make for nice holiday gifts and can help keep you sane anyway okay so that's it so that was it my first um half hour of this fucking brain breather is jared's tips and uh gift exchanges and now i'm gonna share with you guys things that people have sent in when i asked you know on instagram for uh, advice from people basically strategies that work for them to stay um mentally sound during the holidays take care of themselves um and I'm just going to keep it anonymous because I, I, I'm never sure like who wants their names on there or not. So I'm just, I just err on the side of no one. But um, here's one. One person says, I've told my friends before going home, hey, I think this week might be hard. Can you check in on me from time to time? And just knowing there were people out there who knew I was having a hard time helped me so much. And one thing I really like about this uh, idea is like that it kind of it it's obviously makes a big difference if they write you back or check in on you or whatever, if they follow through on the, the ask, but also just expressing that just saying it out loud or texting it out loud, quote unquote, to people, just knowing you other people know um, kind of puts them in your corner in this mental way and helps get it out of yourself and into existence in a way that allows it to be better. Um, so I think that's a good, that's a really, really great piece of advice. Um, 
this other listener says, I try to spin everything into a positive. I'm very much a silver lining lady. I also make very inappropriate jokes about very serious things. Both have helped me to laugh and live a little lighter when things have fallen heavily on me. I love that advice, obviously. Always making heavy things light and always, always, always um, vulgarity is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so don't, don't, uh, don't feel hesitant to uh, be using that for yourself. Um, this person says, I find spending Christmas alone helps me cope. I enjoy doing Christmassy activities with friends. That brings me joy, but not on actual Christmas. Being with friends isn't healthy for my mental health. I'm either at my own apartment or in a hotel if I'm traveling. I'm 30, single, and my family was abusive in many ways for 16 years. I also started therapy this year for my PTSD, anxiety, depression, and my therapist said she will be on call if I need her. And I think that's such great uh, advice about realizing too that like if you do have a therapist they are probably expecting it they're totally will have space for it um that they are s always a lifeline and there's of course like hotlines for depression and and like bad feelings that you're having so again reaching out and reaching out for you know to prevent pre uh, to professionals is also is also a great thing um uh, da, da, da. Oh, this person, that person also said um, when they spend Christmas alone, uh, they have little traditions that they do, like watching a special movie, a Christmas record that they listen to, and special to me snacks and foods. So I think that's also great. That can be, you know, obviously that can hurt or help, I think. Like if you, if some traditional Christmas things are tough for you and don't, um, and don't, um, you know, bring up good associations or memories obviously don't feel but maybe this is a good opportunity to create your own um things that you like to do on christmas like what are things that can create your own new traditions and um touchstones of i don't know reshaping these difficult holidays into something that works for you like i really like that, that person is getting like is, is like recontextualizing their christmas into something that's good for them when they're alone and they can create it into like a nice space that they spend with themselves i think that's beautiful um, this listener says, I recently completed an eight week cognitive behavior therapy program to help with my PTSD. And honestly, the most important thing that I learned is that your family only wants what best, what's best for you. I know that there are many people out there whose families are mentally abusive, but personally, I was just constantly bombarded with thoughts and opinions and it caused, caused me a lot of stress. Expectations of me that weren't realistic, things that I didn't want for my life and that weren't the best for my mental health. Though I've learned that although your family's thoughts and opinions may be unwanted, they are rarely expressed in order to hurt or offend you. In most cases, your relatives only want what they think is best for you. And although it may be hard and definitely stressful, it's a healthy practice to look at the situation, appreciate their care, and move on from it. We choose to let negativity into our minds. You can't have a thought without a feeling. And recognizing that thought and embracing it for what it is has helped me with my anxiety. And I think that that is fucking beautiful. Um, that is like, that is, I mean, obviously that's kind of a, a difficult um, thought maybe for some of us to have, but that's very much in line with that um, validation stuff we've been, uh, we've been getting, we've been talking about in some of the recent episodes about trauma and validation, not in the sense of saying something is right, but just that something is real. And I also agree it has helped me like no matter how, um, horrible thing people can do to us sort of understanding 
this is I did a workshop that's kind of I guess they're it's kind of controversial I guess in in some therapy circles or whatever but it did help me a lot and one of their big um thoughts about this type of therapy was understanding no matter how heinous a thing that a family member had inflicted on us in our life that it all came from love and it might even mean love in the sense that it's the absence of love and that person didn't have it in their life or that person had such a hard life that their instincts around parenting were to be fucking horrible to you so that you would be better prepared as their offspring for the world at large. And no matter how deranged it is or twisted it is because everybody has, they have their fucked up things they went through, whatever, that there is something that you could, if you looked at it through an abstract enough lens, you can always find where it was rooted in, even if it was a totally fucked up way, in their love and their desire for you to be better or well or survive. And, um, or perhaps their, their resentment and their, and that their latent wish was that they could be a good parent, but they know that they couldn't. So they're just going to be this horrible one that at least make you tough. I don't know. Whatever it is, I know that's a crazy thing. But I, I do think that helps recontextualize the difficult way people interact with us. And in a less abusive thing, that might even be somebody who's nagging or tries to tell you the best way to live your life, that they really are trying in their own weird way, doing it from a space where they want the best for you. Ah, that's a hard thing to maybe wrap our heads around, but I think can be helpful to, to contextualize. Um, this person says, don't be embarrassed, uh, a new person, don't be embarrassed or upset about having to leave the festivities for a little while. I survived a lot of holidays through high school by doing the family thing, leaving and volunteering, seeing movies, getting Chinese food, and then coming back later in the day. Needing your own space doesn't mean you love or appreciate your friends and family any less. Yes, 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 yes. They continue. Also, as someone who has spent the last five Christmases alone, find those friends that are transplants in the city you're in and go do something together. Doesn't have to be big. Coffee, a drink, burgers, just spending a little time one-on-one with the folks that bring light into your life is a great way to spread a little holiday cheer. Fuck yeah, 100%. I mean, your family of, of personal selection is so fucking real. Rely on them. Rely on them. Rely on them. Have these little things. Love it. Uh, this person says, um, this is my first Christmas as a single mom and we're still friends-ish and have a kid together. So we'll do, okay. So they're gonna be with their family. Um, the only issue is my mother-in-law who's openly rude to me and has been racist in the past. So I just ignore her perfectly sound for my family. I usually go to one of the bedrooms for an hour or so if things are too loud, but it's actually the nicest time of their year for them. But that's great. Just getting your space. They also said that they've quit alcohol and cigarettes. Um, but that's a wonderful thing to know. Like you've established that for yourself and you're just going to maintain that. Even if, even if that means one of your coping mechanisms, uh, is gone away, that's fine. Stay in your fire. I think that's healthy. Um, and they just say flat out, don't waste time on toxic people. Uh, and I think this is really, really good. If you have kids in the family, stick with them as they're better than the adults. And usually they get Lego for Christmas, which is awesome. <laughs> so I love that and sleep well. So let yourself you know, rest. And I do love, I think that's perfect advice about the kids. By the way, that is one of the things buying, buying, buying gifts for the kids and the family is always the best part. You just get them something that you actually want or wanted, whatever. (laughs) And then you'll probably get to play with them a little bit um, at the holidays. Anyway, um, moving on. 
Let's see. Um, I've been trying to live by the mentality. Oh, this is where I stole this that line from. I love, I love, love, love this one. I've been trying to live by the mentality of not lighting yourself on fire to keep others warm. Ugh, so good recently. And it's helped me in the day-to-day, -day, but also broad spectrum of life. Also... Oh, this they asked. They said a thing. If you could help with how to, they asked a question. If you how to help with uh, cope with my bigoted homophobic father during the holidays, I would appreciate the advice. Yes, yes. Uh, I just I have to resort to like, this is. Uh, you are not it takes two to tango you are not it is not incumbent on you to have the fights that people who are you know belligerent want to have um, there's a thing in martial arts self-defense actually they say people don't like to fight people they like to beat the shit out of people and if they feel like they're gonna get a fight out of you they're not like um, they're less likely to do it and I uh, and and one way I think to diffuse situations like that is not react. Like when somebody, if you see people getting in a fight at a bar, two guys, two bros get in a fight at a bar, they get up in each other's faces and one of them goes, and then one goes, and that like accelerating energy, just look how dogs fight at the dog park. It's the same thing. But if one dog or one guy is really like, and the other one just does not care and they are not phased by it and they don't respond to the energy with the energy that's expected to be responded by, um, it diffuses the whole thing. Um, that's how uh, Genghis Khan uh, defeated a lot of like very good Western armies was refusing to ever engage the from horses uh, mounted horseback. They were really good bowmen and they would do this thing where they basically ride in a big circle just in bow range of their bows and they would pepper them with arrows. And then whenever their army would try to engage with their cavalry or the things they would just ride away, they just ride away very fast. And then when they were like, oh, OK, I guess well, they're riding away and they, their army would they would come back and pe pepper them with bows pepper, and then ride away. And that whole thing, refusing to fight, is a great way to win an argument um, or just not have to have one. So I think understanding that in this limited window of time that you are stuck with your family and trying to have a nice time, let them be the asshole because if they really, really want to be having a fight and be fucking with you and fucking with other people and being shitty and saying little things to prick at people the best way to keep that going and feed that and make it worse is to feed into it and to be bothered and to like let them have their shitty cruel fun and just uh, do your best to disengage from it I think those little things I said earlier about um, keeping a little personal tally of the game uh, I mean people who are like that I can't even I can't I, all I think about is like who hurt you who hurt you you sweet little baby boy once upon a time you were a child you were just a baby and someone taught you that the world was full of lack and fear and shittiness and now that's all you know and I'm so sorry you feel that way again you sweet 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 dumb baby in your big body now um yeah that can be infantilizing and sound like maybe it is a little bit as a way to just cope to be like oh oh like be you know shitty back in your own passive aggressive way but it can help and I truly think even when it's not passive aggressive it helps you with empathy of people who are shitty to just go like Oh, we're all just sums of our experiences. We just only know the programming that we've been given. And we are all like just sweet little uh, children inside somewhere. Um, okay, new one. Um, one of the biggest things I do for my mental health that obviously coincides with my physical health is just to drink water. If I'm parched or dehydrated, I turn into the worst person and I can see it. So a big glass of water, 10 minutes to myself, and I'm in a much better place. I fucking love that one, obviously. You know, I always say that, uh, you know, hydrate, self-care. Hydrate is one of those things that like is never wrong. And I think just that idea of like taking a few minutes, I'm going to have a glass of water, can be a really nice, strange cooling cool off like no big deal 
I am going to have a glass of water right now because I think I'm dehydrated. <laughs> also, you got to stay hydrated because otherwise the pea goblin will come for your rich pea, your rich golden pea. <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird. Um, I mean, I like to invent uh, new stories, a.k.a. lies to tell my uh, nephew about things like the piss goblin. Anyway. Um, this person, uh, said for me, strong boundaries, I'm an introvert and the sheer amount of time around others can be overwhelming. So insisting on alone time for my own health. Also, it helps me to do cooking for others. So I have a task to focus on. Um, I love that PS because it's, it's a combination of, um, I've, I've always, I've often fallen back on cooking, uh, doing something with my hands as a way to relax myself and as a way to create an outlet for my racing thoughts or whatever's happening. Um, and I, so that's wonderful. It's tactile and you have something at the end of it. I also love that it's cooking for others. So you are doing that thing of showing up for other people when you actually need people to show up for you. And that act of service uh, almost always works smoother and better somehow more efficiently i think to um help yourself help yourself out you know help yourself out of the hole um also i think because at the holidays it really does if you don't know what to do yourself or if you feel weird around your family or maybe you're with like in-laws or you're you're with like um your your significant other's family now and you don't know what to do just offering to help with cooking uh is awesome there's always a ton of cooking to do. Cleaning is the nicest thing to do. If you can figure that, I mean, I don't like it at all, but if you're like the first one to go like, I'm going to start on the dishes. Oh, people will love you. Oh, will people love you? That's a great way to earn points for fucking real. And also just knowing how seasoning works, you know, just like people be like, why is this so good this year? And you're like, salt. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. What do you mean? I, just, I didn't do anything. Salt. That's the secret. Salt. Anyway, um, they continue. I sort of have a similar situation to what I've heard you describe about your family. So for me, it's trying to take a step back and not feel responsible for my parents' actions. My dad is a recovering addict and acts unpredictably. Um, and yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I totally get uh, that. Just taking that step back. And I love not feeling responsible for my parents' actions. Whew, that can be so hard. But in that first thing I said about making space for other people and yourself, you know what I mean? It's like, no, your your genetic inheritance, that's just an idea. That's a bunch of suggestions in your chromosomes, like astrology, okay? That's a possibility. Whether those genes turn on or off, you get to affect that. Isn't that amazing? Epigenetics. Um, anyway, great, great, great uh, fucking advice. Love that. Um, this person says, I do a lot of self-soothing techniques, but my favorite one when I'm feeling stressed or down is singing to myself. I think it's from when I was little, uh, or they say, oh, that's so fucking cute. I think it's from when I was a little one and my mom would sing to me, but it helps calm me down and it takes my focus off of the stress for long enough to come back to my problems logically. Ugh, love that. Love that. <laughs> so, so simple, so cute. Sing to yourself. You can be your own soothing mama, you know, especially if you didn't have one. Be your own mama. Soothe yourself. Sing to yourself. Beautiful. Uh, right on the heels of that. Very practical, cute advice. Uh, playing a lot of Smash Bros is my cure right now. <laughs> uh, hey, I will always, always agree with the video game advice. All right. Plus, if you are into Smash Bros and you're good at it, just challenge family casually. Hey, 
Family bothering you? Well, here, let, let's work it out in Smash Bros, okay? See ya. Anyway. Um, this is a good, good one. I love this. Uh, this is relatively specific, but I'm really struggling with my pure OCD right now. And what genuinely helps and brings me to tears every time because it's such a relief is to just find OCD forums of people talking about their intrusive thoughts and seeing you're not alone even with the specifics. It's such a weight off your mind because then your OCD has a harder time convincing you you're a horrible person and not just a victim of uh, holding on to thoughts. Exactly. Yes, finding those like-minded people. Hopefully this is doing some of that for you. Hopefully in hearing some of this advice, you're realizing a lot of us have similar situations, but I completely agree. This is great using forums. Also, I will say, um, especially if uh, one of our previous people was saying that they have a similar family situation or parents with uh, substance abuse stuff, or we all, I'm sure the holidays, I mean, that's when the shit shows get to come out and act like it's fine and normal because what? I'm just having a good time time it's the holiday just having a cup of cheer don't fucking get in my shit about it we're just what it's a celebration just have another glass of wine um may i recommend Alanon? uh you will find 12 step rooms all over the place whether it's aa or whatever you will find them full of fucking people and uh they're they're everywhere they're all over the place just google um and for Alanon, i have been to in the past Alanon is for friends and loved ones of um people who are addicts and they don't have to be people who are in recovery at all or sober or whatever it doesn't it's not like oh you can only go to Alanon if you know somebody in aa no 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 if you are in if you have an addict in your life, they call that a qualifier. You, um, Al-Anon's for you. And I think most of us, I mean, I joke in LA, you can throw a rock and hit a qualifier. Um, we have someone in our life that like is close to us who has something they're not dealing with. And, um, addiction is a very, very tricky thing. Uh, I definitely think most of us know, know people who have it. Um, but I highly recommend that as uh, if uh, if the forums aren't enough of people who have something in common with you or the friends that you can reach out to aren't enough. Um, I have fucking been healed by Al-Anon experiences and I've been meaning actually to go back again uh, recently. This is reminding me to do that. But um, almost anywhere Christmas Day you will find an Al-Anon meeting. I'm quite sure um, there are people who will fucking need it harder on the holidays and you will find people like you also dealing with difficult people in their lives. Um, and don't feel you don't have to feel obligated to speak or anything. It's it's an anonymous kind of thing. It's you know you can just go and pass um, but it, it feels fucking good. All right that's enough of that. Um, uh, let's see. This uh, next person says um, headphones and audiobooks in a quiet room or in the car for a drive to nowhere in particular. Hell yeah. Get yourself that headspace, man. Headphones and audiobooks. Podcasts might I recommend. Maybe perhaps now you're doing this for yourself. Um, get yourself a little guided meditation. Listen to some music and just like, you know, move around. Stretch. Gyrate. Feels good. Um. This person says, ooh, this is cute. This is like combines a few things. I am a big fan of gifting people activity-based gifts or books. That way, everyone has an excuse to take some time alone to read slash do an activity. It allows me to take some time to myself as well, which allows me to recharge, and it doesn't come off as introverty because it just makes you seem like a good gift giver. 
fucking genius. Get those Sudoku books, baby. You know what I mean? Um, that's a really, I actually love this idea. Also, um, I would say on the, on the heels of this, board games. Board games obviously are tricky. If you, They can make things worse for sure. Uh, for sure. That's where like that, you know, I mean, who, if you have not been in a family gathering where somebody fucking flips the Monopoly board over at some point, um, then you, I don't know what families you're in, but um. I also think that there could be lovely ways. Like, if you have nothing else to talk about, hey, we can play board games. Bananagrams, ah, it's my new favorite. Scrabble, I have a love-hate relationship with Scrabble. I have some Scrabble fiends in my fucking family. My grandma and my brother in particular, savage people in Scrabble um, because they know how to use those two-letter words, like X or whatever, I don't know, and they know how to put them and stack them and, ah, fuck that, you know? Scra it's Scrabble, Scrabble, it's supposed to be about words, okay? And Bananagrams fulfills the promise of Scrabble 100%. Get yourself some Bananagrams, not Spawn, <laughs> okay? Bananagrams, beautiful. Love me some bananagrams. Love words. All right. Um, this person says, I grew up with toxic parents, and it's the first year my sisters and I are spending without them, being anxious, exhausted from pretending to be a family, etc., which is making us anxious. LOL. <laughs> I feel that. What got me through the holidays or any other significant part of the year was and still is focusing on what I have and not what other people portray. Accepting your experience isn't the same as the people around you, on social media especially, where everything is curated to reflect the best aspects of one's life, and that it's okay also helps. Once you let go of that fantasy of a perfect family Christmas, it's a little easier to get through. Siblings and friends help. Making a stranger smile helps. Taking care of yourself helps. Beautiful. Just lovely. That is a really great, great, great one, I think. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. Um, there's that thing they say, the only reason to look into somebody else's bowl is to make sure that they have enough. I think that's beautiful. Uh, definitely, once you... This is, I think, in the realm of validation and stuff, too. We are so tortured by our thoughts of how things or ourselves are supposed to be that we cannot accept and love and cherish what is. And so I very much uh, agree with this and implore you to try to let that dissolve away, this idea of what Christmas is supposed to look like and how it's supposed to be perfect, and instead look in your life you know, for whatever holiday you're celebrating, I think these winter holidays, let yourself be like in this darkest time of the year when the world is stripping away to its bone and it's be in its depths of, of death to be reborn. You can let yourself have this like light in the darkness. I really think that's what Christmas always symbolized to me was like it's the darkest time of year, the coldest time of year. It's this light in the darkness as we re-spark into our new new life and our new selves and whatever that looks like for you whatever warmth you are able to create even the darkest coldest time of the year embrace that and let that exist um i think that's beautiful and if it doesn't exist create it make that spark um this person says not spawned of course right on the heels of my not spawned bananagram uh you know shilling but um the Headspace app has been pretty helpful for me recently. It has guided meditations specific to stress or anxiety or sleep or other things. Um, the anxiety management sessions have been great. So check out Headspace. I've heard good things about Headspace. I think it's like a meditation app. And uh, yeah, check that out. Tools, 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 baby. Practical tools. Headspace. Um, I get extremely, this is a new person, I get extremely anxious over the holidays because I was raised by my single mother. This means I was going to my dad's every other Christmas, which always made me feel like I was losing some half of me each year. 
Ugh, I feel this one, man. Split, I mean, this is still life. Split homes are really confusing. And even though I'm well past being a kid, I still feel anxious that I haven't seen my dad and my other siblings yet. When I was younger, I'd bring my sketchbook with me everywhere to doodle comics I could go back and laugh at. I'd write out how I felt and make up stories or poems. I'd just straight up draw how I felt, but my sketchbooks really helped me get out my emotions when it's supposed to be a happy time and I didn't want to bring anyone's mood down by being my angsty self. To this day, art is my way of calming my mind. I carry a little container of modeling clay I can mush around to calm my anxiety when with my family. God, I love that. So practical, so tactile, using creative uh, creativity and on art uh, to express yourself and to get those dark feelings out. Beautiful. Uh, little notebooks, man, are like just, that's also a nice gift too, little notebooks. I think nobody ever hates a little notebook. Um, but like, you know, little cute little leather notebooks, they can get expensive. But anyway, um, I love the clay thing too, a little modeling clay to mush around. There was this, you know, that always makes me think of, there's this, there's this uh, sleep tapes that um, that uh, Jeff Bridges released a while ago, and I implore you to look those up if you can find them. And he made these like weird little, they're almost like precursors to ASMR, these little sleeping tapes, I think he called them. And one of them was, he's just telling this story about this um, jazz musician uh, who carried around this little thing of silly putty, um, uh, and he would like to work out his hands for whatever instrument he played. It was like bass or something like that. And so he would have this, he would be mushing around this little silly putty all the time and since silly putty came in those little eggs those little egg shaped containers he would carry these little eggs around in his pocket and he always had an egg on him so everyone called him the hen <laughs> and i love i just think of that i just thought of that when she said this like modeling clay thing um but yeah beautiful whatever um okay um uh, this one's uh heavy man this is a, this is this is good but um thank you for sharing ahead of time for this next person I lost my mom seven years ago, and the holidays are always super hard on my mental health. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety at five and depression around 12 with suicidal thoughts at 17 for background. And so between the holidays and my mother's birthday in December, it is rough. But last year, my whole family got together like we did when we were younger. And we made all the food my mother would make on holidays together and talked about good memories that helped me be happier on the day. We also agreed on no gifts for one another because unless it was like cookies because we were not all in a good place to stress on gifts. It took the pressure and sadness out of the day, and we all just relaxed and had the best holiday we've had in almost eight years. I think just taking even a small moment to remember every good holiday memory helps. Also being honest and saying I can't afford to give gifts this year takes the um, stress away. And giving yourself permission to have a good cry if you need it or just have a sad day, but know that tomorrow is a new day and a chance for a brighter start. Staying busy tends to help me also in general. Love that, man. I love it. That was, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing that because goddamn, uh, that's heavy and such a beautiful way to uh, deal with that. You know what I mean? For all of us, I think that we all have some positive memories of a holiday here or there, no matter how small it may be. And kind of in that same Bruce Lee thing of like keep what works let go of what doesn't like allowing your holiday to be what your holiday is this collection like let it be a collection of things like I I, I feel like memory is so strange it's so time travel and I kind of think sometimes I don't think in terms of time I think in terms of like emotional mass and I love that the holidays is like it, it almost feels like all one holiday 
like all of the holiday seasons of my life, every year you're adding to that bucket. And I love this idea of a practice of like reflecting on all the good things that have happened in the past in this time and creating like tokens. Like that's how these foods and traditions come about. They become a thing that you can bake into um, the memories of this time of year. So I would keep them special and located at this time of year. Ah, that's really lovely. Um, all right, this is the last one. And I'm, I'm glad that this is the last one because it, it feels a little bit like me. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's like it's very much it feels like how my brain works. And I was like, I use some of these. So here we go. This person goes, hey, hi. <laughs> Responding to the question about how do I deal with my mental health? Well, it's hard. But one thing I figured out for me that usually helps is to not have a messy living space. And if I have the free time, I usually just put on a banging playlist. And what I do is I first clean up my room, living room, and then bathroom, and then move furniture around. Why? This is not scientifically proved on anything. But for me, when my depression kicks in, or even feeling of me not being in the right uh, mindset, I usually gather those moments and situations to places. For example, uh, I've had depressive. Uh, if I've had a depressive episode where I feel trapped or even couldn't move or do anything, I will not only associate it with what was going on at the moment, the situation that led me there to that moment, but also with uh, where I was physically when that happened. I associate moments with places. And you don't have to have money to do that. I just need cleaning supplies and a motivational video to get me started. You know the ones, the videos where they have music and the keywords. Uh, those, because my brain is stupid and reacts as one of those uh, uh, being a way to start a motivation process in me. I guess it works. Haha. Ha. Anyway, uh, I start with cleaning and listening to music and belting my heart out. And then I rearrange the room in a different way. My bed is a very small one, but I can get creative on where I have my my things. Um, also, if the episode is really bad, I invest in painting my walls or even uh, making pillows or just cooking. For example, for me, I love to cook and I think my neighbors know uh, when I'm having an episode because I just start cooking and I usually share with them what I cook. I think it's because your brain shuts down for a moment and it's quite nice to just focus on the chore other than the episode itself. So yeah, those are my tips and those are beautiful tips. I think that is just so fucking great. Um, and that's it, man. Those are That's my collection of, of the uh, lovely things that our little community is starting to bring together that I thought were just great, 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 great additions. Hopefully your holiday is going well. Hopefully uh, you find yourself peace and light. And, um, you know, these rhythms that we have for ourselves, the ways we set up the year, abandoning any sort of Abrahamic faith or, or whatever Christianity or whatever it is that Christmas is or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you may be celebrating this time of year. This is a time of year that people have celebrated since before history that people know this is the darkest time of year. This is the time, the, the, solstice right the winter solstice the shortest days of the year the darkest days of the year the coldest days of the year and i have always loved uh thinking about the way the year rebirths itself and i got into this a little bit earlier but just that you know when trees one of the branches fall away you're just seeing their skeletons and everything dies and this is the darkest coldest loneliest time of the year but in that time of the year is when we create warmth with each other and for each other. And the holiday season is is so symbolized by those Christmas lights, you know, by these glowing candle in the window kind of thing. And uh, that idea, even the even in the Bible, the, the birth or whatever, the star in the sky, the wandering stars, um, 
this light in the darkness. And I don't know a better symbol for our own mental health journeys than a light in the darkness. This little flickering flame of our humanity and our beauty and our poetry and our soul and whatever the fuck that is. The little thing, the little piece of divinity that we have to offer the universe that sits inside of our chest. Um, it may be cold and the wind may be blowing and it may be lonely and where there may not be a lot of fuel in there. But that flame stays alive somehow and we can feed it. And we can join our flame to others. And even if our flame goes out, other people, they can. we can touch our wick to those existing lights and flames and be reignited. And the beauty of that, that this idea that there is warmth and darkness and that there is light and darkness and, and, and you know, we can build that fire and we can build that fire together. And we can create these cozy little homes and we give each other gifts to remind ourselves of brighter, warmer times and to keep each other sustained uh, through the holidays, I think is really fucking wonderful. And that um, this, you know, New Year's is right on the heels of this, that new, new year, new year, every day is a new fucking chance and every moment is a new chance, every breath is a new chance for us to like keep being more where we want to be and what we want to be and how we want to be, you know? Passage of time is an idea, but we can curate our sense of self and time and reality and we can take the reins of our reality we can take this time of year that can be very stressful and start recontextualizing it anytime into what works for us and keeps us well uh, lots of love to all of you i hope that if you have tough holidays always i hope this is the year that it fucking changes and you're pleasantly surprised by your shitty family members being having some random change of heart, change of self, getting their own meditative and self-reflective practices. And if that doesn't happen, I hope that you find yourself stronger and better equipped to handle this than any year you've ever felt before. I believe you are. I believe you can have that. Use your mindfulness. Observe situations and observe your feelings and don't think that they're necessarily real. Validate what you feel. Validate what other people feel. And don't feel like that that means you have to do whatever those feelings say. Make space for yourself and make space for other people. Set yourself up for success. Self-care. Hydrate. Happy fucking holidays. I love you very much. Be well.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 